and welcome to the Stealthy Auto Show. I'm Sean Smith, and I'm joined in person once again by Sam Green. Hello. Hello, Sam. You right? I'm good, mate. Very good. Good. You've been here for like three hours, so I probably should have asked that question in the first place. <laughs> um, Sam, last week, Australian Grand Prix. It certainly was, yeah. It, it was... Um, Eventful. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be discussing today the... The pro- how how do we phrase this? Do we call, do we call it a problem? Do we call it an incident which has a um, controversial ending? Do we call it a farce? Do we Let's, call it do we call it a good a good interpretation of the rules as they stand today? Shall we call it a kerfuffle? Yes, we are going to look into the kerfuffle, which was <laughs> the end of the Australian Grand Prix, as uh, the red flags came out, and basically, were they correct? Were they were they were they correct to the letter, and were they correct to the spirit of racing? That's what we're going to discuss today. So, let's get some context. Australia, really big country, used to be full of uh, English prisoners. Uh, but then they, they st- we stopped doing that because it wasn't very, it was very, and very bad cost-effectiveness. Yeah, it wasn't very ethical either, but... No. Also, but, um, so instead, nowadays, Australia is uh, just a really, really hot place with loads of poisonous snakes and spiders. Yep. Venomous snakes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Worth remembering that, if you're over there. Yeah. And uh, they do lots of um, cooking shrimps on Barbies. They certainly do. Which means that, uh, yeah, I haven't got a fun comment for that. Yeah. But um, (laughs) otherwise, Australia is basically, it's just a nice place, but it's very far away. And they have a race there every year, either in, what was it, it used to be in Sydney, didn't it? No, it used to be Adelaide. It's Adelaide. Yeah, Adelaide and then now Melbourne. Yes, Melbourne Park in Victoria, I think. Uh, probably don't know yeah um, anyway Formula 1 have been there for years and years and years and this year was no exception uh, well apart from when it was Covid year but they, when they were there but they didn't, didn't race didn't yeah race. we ended up not going not yeah. actually racing even though everybody was already there very disappointing that day yeah um, what happened last year Charlie, did Charlie Clark win uh, yes he did yeah, yeah. And uh, then at that point everyone was like wow Ferrari are smashing it and yeah. then they Ferrari'd it yep which is, is that the new... Uh, Toyota, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, this year, Ferrari are nowhere near the pace. Uh, Red Bull very much are. And Max Verstappen was way out in front. For, yeah, pretty much the whole race. Virtually yeah. didn't see him. Apart from when he when George Russell overtook him at the start. Yep. Uh, then, while George Russell was leading... Was he still leading or had he been overtaken by that point? I think he'd been overtaken. I think he was P2 at that point. Yeah. Because there, we had the, the first safety car. Yes. Where they pitted George, which was a strange decision in itself. It was the right. For, it, well, sort no, of. Yeah, actually, yeah. Let's give it some. So, if it had stayed a safety car, it would have been the right decision. Yes. But it didn't stay as a safety car. It was then changed to a red flag. Now let's discuss that. So, Kevin Magnussen. No, the other one. No, this was Albon. Albon. Yeah, uh, Alex Albon um, went off at turn one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes. Um, uh, quite a fast right-hand corner, which used to take you sort of onto the back straight areas. Now it just takes you onto a really long, really back long straight. DRS zone, basically. Yep. Um, hit the wall, hit the, had quite a lot of dust and gravel come back onto the track. Uh, did temporarily blind um, the cars that are coming through, but beyond that, really there wasn't any danger. I don't think. I think, well, the car kind of ended up on the kerb 
on the outside there, or inside, sorry, of that right-hand part of that corner, yep. which is the racing line. So definitely, I'd say, virtual safety car while they recover that. Possibly a full safety car, because there was a lot of gravel all over the circuit from that car mm-hmm. um, that would have needed to be cleaned up. Because although <coughs> Formula 1 cars are quite effective as hoovers, it's not great to be flicking gravel everywhere when you've got a train of cars coming through. Yeah, um, I get that. But equally, it's, it's, there's no reason why, instead of a red flag, the FIA could have closed the pit lane to stop people do, doing pit stops, had a nice big gap on track, and just got the marshals to sweep up the, the gravel. Yeah, once you've got that safety car out there, you've got a big gap between the first and the last car um, coming back around uh, to to clean those, and you can get the trucks out there to, to sweep it up and, and that sort of thing. But I know that Formula One are especially hesitant to put vehicles on the circuit without at least a safety car, and there would have been quite a few vehicles there, potentially. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you look at the way the IndyCar does it, and they don't have this problem. No, they just safety cars straight away. Yeah, it just goes yellow straight away, safety car out. Um, that's a very American way of doing it, granted. But it does tend to work. And the drivers all in IndyCar all know as soon as the yellow is called, there will be other vehicles on the circuit, so yep. you have to drive accordingly. So we saw it actually at Texas at the weekend. I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, one of... Uh, who was it? Um, I haven't watched the race yet, so I don't know. It was one of the McLarens, I think. Rosenquist. That was it. Rosenquist hit the wall. Oh, I, was rumoring, I like Rosenquist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he hit the wall in coming out of turn four. Um, and the car obviously had quite a lot of momentum, so carried on for a bit. But there was debris all over that front stretch by the start finish. So as soon as that was called, there were sweepers on the track. Now, that wouldn't happen in Formula One. They would wait until everyone is safely behind the the pace car or the safety car or whatever. At a safe, but at a safe and consistent pace. Yeah, and then they would do it. But that is purely because F1 drivers don't respect the flags, whereas in IndyCar they have to, because if they don't, they'll hit a truck. Well, they'll um, do that, or IndyCar will very, very quickly send them straight to the back of the pack. Yeah, and I think that's really what you have to be. You have to be a bit stricter with the drivers so that they actually respect it. And... We've seen it loads and loads of times of drivers in Formula One not slowing down enough. And there's always been this for yellows or double yellows or for the VSC who's trying to gain time in the VSC. Doesn't happen with a safety car because everyone is there behind mm-hmm. the safety car. But you've got to catch the safety car first. Yeah. And they don't really slow down at that point, do they? Let's face it, they're basically flat out under their... Yellow flag pace, which is stupid commas. because the, the, the only reason they're doing it is to uh, not get over jumped in the pit stops. Yeah, exactly. Um, so really, the easy way to do it was if the safety car is called pit pit lane closes, which is what they do in IndyCar. Yeah, and and NASCAR. Uh, yes, NASCAR as well. It's not opened immediately. They do tend to open it, but once everyone is in the train, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's similar with IndyCar. Indica- Once everyone's there, IndyCar they shut the name immediately, give them a lap or two, then say, yeah. yeah. And unless, it's emergency, they have emergency service, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so that's if you've got a puncture or your front wings come off. Yeah, or basically, if you're like involved that. in the crash, you can go in the pits. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, there's not going to be a general pit stop, essentially. Yeah. You can't do. 
Um, but um, but I do think that is a better way of doing it at certain circuits. Not necessarily everywhere, but at certain tracks and certain ways of doing it. I think the drivers need to just back off more. As much as it, as much silly as it sounds, and I know racing drivers don't like to slow down. They want to go as fast as they can for as long as they can, but they need to just for the safety of themselves, everybody else involved in it, all the marshals and everything else. They should be backing off more. Yeah. Um, and the halo, I think, maybe has taken some of that away. But the reason the halo was brought in, let's face it, was not slowing down for yellow flags. Yeah. Um, as as brutal and sort of straight to the point as that might come across that is what it is um now this we had this red flag george russell got screwed um which is a different matter entirely race got underway again verstappen pissed off (laughs) at this point pretty much yeah um george then had his engine blow up and then then as as i rather snarkily said on our, our group chat uh, the FIA now think that stones are more dangerous than fire. Yes, because this one, although the car was actively on fire, was not a safety car. No. Now, I do think there's potentially a reason for that. And that is where the car stopped. On the exit of the pit lane. In the pit exit, yeah. Which obviously means that the safety car couldn't potentially have come out without crossing that pit exit line into traffic, potentially. Okay. That's fair. That's I didn't think of that. So that's that's quite a good way of uh, thinking it. But equally, fire hot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they could have, <laughs> and the safety car not being able to leave the pit lane if it is, if anything, a better reason to red flag it. Yeah. Um, however, that didn't happen. Yeah. The race then eventually went underway again, and I think it was pretty consistent until the end. At this point, wasn't uh, it? Yeah. There was. There was Movement through the field, but generally Verstappen. Yeah, we, we, we were like checking, like, oh yeah, it's a win for Verstappen, Perez in like sixth or seventh or something. Yeah. Um, Gasly did very well for keep, keeping hold of the Ferrari and being towed up to Alonso and uh, Hamilton. Um, and only until the very end, we're like, ooh, it's getting close. Then Kevin Magnussen, it was Magnussen. Yeah, it was yeah. Magnussen. Uh, yeah. Kevin Magnussen then sort of ghost hits the wall on the outside yeah, of turn two. Of- he just oversteered into the onto the. It doesn't even like that. Outside, he just it? he just drifted maybe a mil further than normal, mm. clipped the wall, and it's caused the shattered whole the, the whole rim. rear rim and rear tire just go. Yeah, like that. just shattered the rim. So there's bits of carbon fiber flying all over the place. Actually, cut a man. Did you hear about that? No. No, a spectator was injured in that. A piece ah. of carbon fiber that flew up in the air came down and cut his arm open. Oh, nice. Yeah. There's a picture of him holding the piece of carbon fiber with blood pouring down his Going, arm. this is on eBay, in mate. Proper Aussie style. Was, yeah, I don't really care about that. Look at my souvenir. <laughs> um, he was very pleased. Had a big smile on his face. And so, <laughs> well, he, he probably had like 17 tinnies. By yeah, I would say. He couldn't actually feel the cut at this yeah. point. It was basically... That's the only reason it was so bloody is because his blood had been thinned out by the alcohol. <laughs> and, the, yeah. and the heat. Yeah. Um, but yes, that did then cause a safety car. And it was with, I want to say three. It might have been two laps to go. I think it was two laps to go. It's which... going to be a, a green lap, final lap, I think. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yes, it happened on three laps to go. Red flag was called. And because they then had to run around to the pit lane, it means there's two laps of racing to yes, go. Yes, yeah. Something like that. Or maybe it's one more. I don't know. Um 
But this then caused an issue because historically in Formula One, you only had to finish uh, 75% of the race, I think it was, to achieve four points. Yeah. So from this virtue, there's no reason for the race to be restarted. You've done the amount of distance to classify it as a race. You've had quite a good race. It's had a bit a bit of a an ending. Okay, never mind. Off you go to the podium is what is perfectly within the realms of feasibility. Yeah, you could have declared a result at that However, point. However, Baku 21, mm. when they did the, the free lap stupid uh, race, yes. was it 20? Um, I think it was 21. Oh, it's, it, yeah. Um, that happened, and because that went quite well and was quite exciting, mm. they've now got... Now... Let me get this very, very clear. If uh, the big bosses of Formula One ever do listen to this, Liberty Media have done a lot of good for the sport. They have, yeah. They have. In done. terms of publicising it, they've done a good job. Yep, in terms of, yeah, just getting Formula One to a wider audience, cool, good for you. Uh, more money in the sport means the teams are less likely to fold. Yeah, very happy with that. Yep. What I do not like about the Liberty Media is that they seem to be trying to, trying to turn Formula 1 into an entertainment, like bloody WWE wrestling, yes. as opposed to a sport. motorsport. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that is what's upset me the most here, because they've chosen to do a two-lap sprint race, which, from a standing start, which again, is only I believe is only an option. I think there is an option to have a rolling restart. There is, yeah. You could have had a rolling restart. Um, which would have been, had cars more strung out, Probably safer. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and you wouldn't have then had the carnage. Which or, sorry, sorry, the, the kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Which happened uh, <laughs> at turn one. So which, should we start from the back or from the front? Yeah, where, wherever this? you prefer, mate. Okay, let's start at the back then. So, uh, Logan Sargent was essentially, I guess, outbraked himself yep. on cold tyres and cold brakes because they'd just come out of the pit lane, done one lap and stopped on the grid. Um, so I guess, yeah, outbraked himself and hit the back of Nick DeVries. Both of them ended up in the gravel. DeVries did not leave the gravel. I think Sergeant managed to keep the car rolling and got out of the gravel. Okay. So DeVries has been taken out of the race. Yes. Further forward than that. Uh, oh, which way round was it? Well, you're Constantine from what, when Gasly managed to miss, yeah. his, miss his apex. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Gasly misses his apex, gets a load of oversteer. And hits his teammate. After coming back over the track. Yes, that was ridiculous. We'll come on to that in a minute, though. Um, so, yeah, that was... That was on the, on the left-hand side of the track. On the yeah, right-hand so side of the track. On the right-hand side of the track, we had Carlos Sainz, who also went deep, um, hitting Fernando Alonso and spinning him round. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right round, baby. Right yes. round. Yeah, a like, full, a, like a record. Full 360. Like a record. Uh... <laughs> uh and that was kind of all of this happened in the space of one corner, yeah, and about ten seconds, if, if that. that. So, it was very, very hectic, very, very quickly. Uh, at this point, Alonso gets turned around, which, hypothetically, for those who might not be the biggest fans of Alonso, is uh, is, is is quite an amusing thing to see. <laughs> um, can't think who who I could be thinking of for that. But, no, um, just yeah. But yeah, hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, yes, it's it's quite funny. Um, to see him backwards in turn two, uh, watching all the other cars go by. Um, 
the race is not yet red flagged because then it gets down to turn three where Lance Stroll decides that his brake pedal's a bit rubbish and he can't be bothered. So he just goes flying off into the gravel trap there. Yes. Um, he didn't take any wellness with him at that point, no, did he? He, just I mean, he, he was by himself and then he went into the gravel he trap. He crashed on his own, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you then ha- you've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven cars. Yeah. Um, involved in this crash when there's already three or four cars out of the race. So basically, there are ten cars left. Half of the grid. Yeah. Not in- <laughs> not not involved in this crash. Two of them were Hamilton and Matt and Verstappen, who were just away ahead of it. Yeah. Uh, and behind them. Yeah, and behind them, and basically everyone backwards. Is- so somehow Yuki Tsunoda didn't get involved. Yeah, remarkably, Yuki <laughs> managed to pick his way through all of no, that with no. no- Normally he's quite he's no quite he's quite he's quite up for this like yeah <laughs> they get me get involved in a crash yeah but no he was, ended up fifth I think after yeah. after everyone had ended up then the red flag is called by the by the end of sector one yeah. uh, and everyone goes back to the pits which now leaves you with one lap to go on the on the race um, and at this point you've got to have you you can't restart it yeah surely not there's no point I can understand. The whole point is with this stupid little tiny two lap race is to not finish under a safety car. Yeah. So what they've done here is they've called the safety car, um, called the red flag, restarted the race, had a massive accident, and now it's going to finish under a safety car. Yeah. With half the grid missing. Mm. Yes. But, much less that's, cars. but that's not the worst bit. Let's not also take it as they come back into the pits. Let's take it from an arbitrary point in time where... <laughs> Where at some point somebody was in a in a different position to what they are now, right? <clears throat> Which is my biggest gripe. This part, I kind of, as soon as it happened, and they were like, "We're not sure what order they're going." That's okay because so long as Alpine are taking out the points, <laughs> well, I'm ruining my predictor. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is the thing. I obviously have a little bit of an inside knowledge of how these sort of not not Formula One, obviously, but how a race meeting would work and red flags and things like that. And quite often, what you have to do is you have to go back to the latest known point. And then any vehicles or cars or bikes, whatever it is, that are involved in the crash, you just remove them and then concertina the field. So what we would do in this situation, in karting, is roll the lap, roll it back one lap. To the last known point, which in this case would be that race starting order. So as soon as it happened, I was like, well, they'll use that order. No one else seemed to realise that was of the obvious thing. But to me, that was so glaringly obvious, what they were going to do, that I just thought, well, that's just, that's not even a point of contention. But it's a stupid rule. But to everybody else, and every other fan, like, for example, Sean... <laughs> Um, has gone, well, that's ridiculous. It's like, well, is it? it, is, it, is is it ridic- of course it's ridiculous. You've caused an accident for a stupid rule built for <laughs> built for entertainment and bloody WWE mode. I don't listen now, but, the, but to Which is the, sort of the starting order out again, you have to go back to the last known point. You can't you, go... Then this goes back to my original point, which is they've more than completed a race worth of, of running. They should have just called they it They should have there. just called it and, and, that's and, the and result. that should be the result. Yes, I I completely agree. And I would even go so far back as possibly prior to the race, like that that red flag, the second red flag. The restart. Before the restart. Okay. So before the, the seven car incident, 
Yeah, the starting grid for that. Yes. For that start, yeah. Yeah, so that's the, that's that's, the that's, grid. That, that, that's what I mean. This, this, these two laps should never have happened at all. No, they should have just called it there, really. Um, but what you can do with that grid is go back to the point it was red flagged and look at the intervals. Now, that's very important for the point where I'm going to come on to now, which is Charles Leclerc. Not uh, not Charles Leclerc. He was he well was out by this point. Um, he was already home. Um, <laughs> but um, is, that, uh, is, that just, is, that, is that just a joke for how long it took him to come to this stupid decision? Basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Carlos Sainz, sorry, who received a five-second penalty, knowing now full well they were going to have one safety car lap and then take the checkered flag. I He was understandably completely, like wound up by that and so angry and I completely get where he's coming from because if you had gone back to the intervals at the fir- at the second red flag with the f- three laps to go or whatever it was oh you mean keeping the gap at the point of the red flag yes right okay because he would have lost I think possibly two positions he'd have lost out to uh, he, he might have been to Gasly but that's okay so it. one or two places he would have lost from that five second penalty but because they basically were led round by the safety car, he dropped from third to twelfth in that five seconds, and that is only the five seconds between the safety car line and the checkered flag, where obviously everybody boots it. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you got on an even more dangerous situation because then you have all of the other drivers around him trying to get as close as they can to him to possibly not, sneak ah, in front. But they're not allowed to do that because of what Michael Schumacher did correctly in Monaco 2000 and I want to say 12, uh, where the rule was, once the safety car pulls into the pitch, you can overtake from safety car line two to the to the line. And he did that on Alonso mm. and then got a penalty for it because they just, said, oh, but that's not the case on, a, on a, a last lap restart. But you don't have to re- you don't have to overtake though, do you? You can get alongside where well, you can't now. Yeah, back then, the Verstappen yeah. rule, if you remember what he used oh, to yeah, do on the, the safety uh, cars, where you'd basically be front axle to front axle, trying to put the person off. But uh, you're not allowed to do that anymore either. But you can boot it and try and, once we've gone for that line, you can get alongside them. He did it at Zanvoort last year as well, to, to great effect, mm-hmm. um, where once you've accelerated, you've gone, you can line up and overtake, you just can't do it yet. Yeah. And that is the thing that I thought we were going to see everybody trying to do on science. So you'd end up with like five cars get wide. around him. Yeah, get as close to him as possible to try and do that. Um, but, I don't know. We will see what what comes of that. I, I suspect Ferrari will try to appeal that penalty. Well, Haas did try to appeal. Yeah, well, the they end. dropped and, out and, as and, well. And they got... Well, no, that Haas... Has at the point of the safety car, sorry, the the final red flag, um, had got Hulkenberg up to fourth, which yeah. then, with signs of penalty, would have finally given Hulkenberg a podium yeah. in Formula One. Um, but this is put again with Sonoda, is that he and Hulkenberg got absolutely screwed yes. by this this rollback rollback rule. Um, they still got points, which is. Good. But considerably less than they should have done. Yeah. Arguably. Well, yeah. In this instance, yes. Um, so it's just I think this is inconsistent from Formula One and or and, and sure maybe it is how the rules are written right now. Mm. I just think the rules are wrong. 
I think they need reviewing. They certainly need reviewing. And you need to keep into context, is this an entertainment or is this a race? It's a sport. Yeah. And, you know, shit happens in <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Shit happens in sport, to use a very, a very well, technical term. Yeah. Well, no, you are, you're spot on, though. You're spot on. It is one of those things that... Um, and I think yeah, you the, have to... The, the ashes can be rained off on the last day, probably. I don't if know. If it's I, in the I, UK, it I, almost certainly I, I will be. I don't watch or care about cricket, but that's the best <laughs> thing I can think of. I think with the ashes, they might try and delay it a day. Because um, uh, as much as anything, the bales won't burn very well if it's raining. Right. So it has to be dry. The bales. That, yeah. That, that's what the ashes are. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is an education for you. I, I, thought, I, I thought it was quite a good, a good analogy. But never mind. I will, no, I will explain cricket to you a different no, time. That's just not cricket. Oh, um, well, it is. It literally is. <laughs> uh, if anyone does uh, play cricket, or, please... under, or underst- actually, no one understands cricket. Yeah. Not even the people who play it. So ah. that's a leading question. Okay, if anybody has any idea what cricket really, what the point of it is, is it just crap rounders? That's baseball, really. But uh, anyway, um, sound off in the comments. Um, right, what would you have done, Sam, if you were the if you had all the almighty power of a, a dictatorial FIA? At this I meeting? would not have bothered to send the cars out for that one lap. I would have declared it there. As so, you would have done done them out for the the two lap. Well, I can understand wanting to finish under a green flag. That's in, that's important for. No one. Well, the how many races to finish on a safety car every year? No one cares. It's yeah, but it doesn't look as good, does it? Let's face it. It always looks better when there's a car coming across the checker flag at speed. Well, that's, why safety, that's why a safety car comes in. That's yeah, but that's that's yeah. They should have realistically either done that uh, and kept the safety car out, kept the cars rolling. But there was a lot of debris. I understand the red flag there. Really. They should have just gone, right, that's, we're calling it. This is the result. This is the race result. If you want to restart it and do those laps, that's fine. But then you have to do what they've done. So in things like, I don't know if IndyCar do it actually, but in NASCAR. Green white checkers. Yes, the green white checkered. But also, they have, once the white flag comes out, they say, the next flag ends it. So if there's then a crash at turn two, the order is this. Okay. And everybody knows that is the case. So you have to be pretty damn certain that you're going to make that move, that it's going to come off, because if you crash, there's a good chance you just won't be in that classification at all. Mm-hmm. But it does also mean that if you get to the back straight, and there is a crash in turn two. Whoever gets to that timing line first wins. Okay. Formula One has 20 sectors per circuit now. The micro sectors. The micro sectors. Why can't you use them? Well, that was another... <laughs> Did you not hear the argument about this? They said, well, it was confusing. We didn't know where people were when the red flag came out. Why not? You've got all of the data How in the world. How many cameras have you got? Yeah. You know, No, fuck this. As much as I hate Sky Sports F1 and their stupid feature they're pushing this year going, oh, you can ride on board with your favourite driver. And here's the here's a QR code that takes up a third of the screen. Yeah. Um, and pushing that on. 
Does that not mean that you have have literally video evidence of every bloody well, driver at any second in time? Every car has got an onboard a two at least two onboard cameras. Yeah. Every car now has got the helmet cam as well. Every driver. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. Everyone has that helmet cam on the inside the visor. So you can not only use both of the cameras in the T cam yep. on the top of the car, but also the one behind it. The one either in the driver's crash helmet. Most of them have that 360 camera as well. Mm -hmm. You just call it provisional result and you leave it at that. Makes sense. But it's it's still the case that... <laughs> is, that's a terrible excuse. That what they've done. It's going, yeah, well, yeah. Well, we can't Saying we didn't know who was where is a terrible excuse. When you've got that many sectors and that much information, you can't not know who is where, in my opinion. Now, a, a point you said to me before this happened... Hmm. Was Logan Sargent didn't get a penalty for hitting Nick DeVries. No, he didn't. And yet, Carlos Sainz did get a penalty. Because he hit Alonso. Yeah. And it was for a podium position. Uh-huh. Now, what you said to me was... Oh, it was flippant. It, it wasn't a serious thing. But it happened at the back. No one cares. If the Alp, if it had been... I don't know. <laughs> say, say the two Ferraris out front had been leading. And taking each other out at, at the start of the, that restart or the two Mercedes, mm. or something like that. Would they... I'd say, if that had been, rather than the two Alpines, what if it had been Verstappen and Hamilton that had crashed like that? Yeah. Who would have won the race then? Verstappen? I don't know. <laughs> like, who, who... How do you classify that? It's more the question of why... Now, football has this problem, going, oh, big team bias. Why? Why, <laughs> why is this... Why is Sergeant hmm. not getting a penalty? He 100% should do. A hundred percent. He should have a penalty. He should have exactly the same penalty as what Carlos had because it is, in my opinion, the same offence. He's yeah. caused the collision. In an IndyCar, they call it avoidable contact. Yeah. And it is exactly that. He he could have braked earlier. I know they're not going to. They're racing drivers, but he well, could have braked knowing full well he's on cold tyres and cold brakes. He sim, could have just... sim racing. This happened to me two weeks ago. We were racing TCRs at the Hungara ring. Mm -hmm. uh, reverse grid, I was like, fourth or something um, and I, I was pretty sure the two guys starting on the front row would outbreak each other and lock up and go off what do they do at turn one they do exactly they do that, exactly that. Yeah. what do I do hold back Yeah. wait a second take the lead and drive off exactly you have to drive to get to the checkered flag and even if it's lap one or the final lap or it's touring cars or Formula One you've still got to get to that checkered flag to actually finish the race as obvious as that sounds but you can't just be hitting people left right and centre that's not how it works mm. um, and we had it actually weirdly at work last month's racing we had uh, a driver who was what was it I think he wasn't he wasn't running the correct restrictor or he was underweight how do you not run a correct restrictor right, very good question I've asked this a few times at Various different people, and none of them can give me a good answer. Okay, fair enough. Um, but uh, but essentially, what it means is that he was going to be disqualified. Uh huh. Uh, and the I can't remember if it was the mechanic or the parent. It was it was one of the junior classes, whatever one it was. Uh, and they went, "Are you really going to disqualify me though? I finished like twelfth. I'm not even like I didn't even get a good result." It's like, yeah, but you won't last. So you still get a penalty. Yeah. 
And even if you were last, you should still get the penalty. It still denotes you've got a penalty. Yeah. So it's because it's a record for the future. Yeah. If and you, then if you, if you do this again, we can go, look, you did this last month as well. If you don't give the penalty, you have to go off of the... Historical data. Yeah. You have to remember <clears throat> when this has happened before. Science also got two points on his licence for that. What? Yeah. He got two points on his licence. I'd appeal that. I would 100% be appealing it. Not only has he dropped out of the points without a chance to actually gain any positions or time on anybody... They could have just, even if it was post-race, like I said, if you go back to before that second restart, because the, the third one wasn't a restart, let's face mm -hmm. it, that second restart, if you look at the intervals at the point that red flag came out, he 100% would have lost maybe one or two positions. Yeah. And you just say, you know what, that, that lap where that last restart, that was so chaotic, we can't, even if you said then, yes, we don't have a good, clear view of who was in what position when you can't then just go off the grid order yeah <laughs> like, go off of the point the last racing point <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry racing point yeah. uh, <laughs> which was when that second red flag was called which in my opinion is 100% what should have been done so I mean this is it this is the thing but here's what it is isn't it if it were me, I think I've made it quite clear that I would just not have run. I would have just called that result. Red yeah. flag, two laps to go. No point restarting that. Yeah. yeah. Race session will not be restarted. I mean, the ideal, actually, the ideal way of doing it would have been borrowing an idea from NASCAR, which is overtime. But you can't do that without refueling. Because the cars are set before the race to run for that many laps. And you can't make them account for an extra three laps on the end of the race. But if you could have said, okay, this isn't going to be two lap sprint, this is going to be a five lap sprint, suddenly that you've got DRS involved in that as well. Um, there's actually time for drivers to do overtaking. That, I think, would have made more sense. That's the ideal in that situation. Yeah. To be totally honest, is overtime. But that doesn't work under the current Formula 1 regs. If they'd say, or maybe they should do that, uh, bring in a rule that says that if there is a red flag with less than five laps to go, the teams are allowed to add five litres of fuel or five kilos of fuel or however much you need per lap. And you're allowed to add that quantity, which I know you could adjust per race. I know it's different, but obviously Formula E now have this overtime thing mm. where they add on either time or laps, I don't remember which. Um, and they've got, obviously, a set amount of power, open brackets, fuel, open brackets, battery, Yeah. that they can use. Should teams be... They should just, just be... Maybe they just they should take just, it into account. Yeah, just build in redundancy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe then, that's the way it has to be done. And you just say, look, you need to make sure you manage your fuel levels to account for an extra three laps mm. it's hard it's hard um, yeah I don't really um, envy the person whose job this is to sort out but <laughs> I, mean, I mean the other way to do it is just say well refueling can come back well yeah but then you've got the, the added cost and danger oh, of refueling oh piss off that and... cost it's Formula 1 they've got budget caps yeah yeah 
if, if a GB2 team can afford it. Sorry, not called anymore. Formula but, they two, but they don't refuel in the pit lane, do they? Um, Realistically, there's no cars on a race weekend in Formula 1 in all of the support series that actually supercars. refuel in the pit lane. The eight supercars they do, IndyCar they do, but those are national series. I know Australia's a big place. So America's even bigger place. But yeah. But they are national series. They're not carting those cars all over the globe with the added cost that that entails. I mean, what was it that has a saving by having a mini pit wall? Well, it was something like it was something like two hundred grand or something per year. I mean, you could just pay Kundestino less. Well, I mean, arguably, yeah. <laughs> but but the fact that they've gone, you know, actually, we don't need six people on the pit wall. Three of them could stay in the factory and do their job from there. We'll just have three on the pit wall, one for each car and Steiner. That's all you need on there, really. Um, so let's do that, and it saves them like nearly a quarter of a million pound. That to me is ridiculous, but that is money that could be used in development on a in well yeah in car development or on a fuel rig. Yeah, if you had to. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean. The, <laughs> I mean, you could say the fuel rigs don't need to be as high-tech and heavy and huge as they are. They could be much smaller, much slower, much lighter, yeah, much, I mean, much, much cheaper. In in NASCAR, it's still a fuel can. What, a big old barrel? It's a big barrel on the bloke's shoulder, and he pushes it on and it drains. You don't have a big rig, you've just got that, and you just need to get your fuel. They've got the fuel anyway. <laughs> that would be the way, the easiest way to fix it, wouldn't it? Say so you, you put in... <laughs> if you imagine... In Formula One, <laughs> having a big plastic barrel, yeah, um, that would not go down well. It would look to look ridiculous. It would look a bit. Ridiculous. I mean, it looks ridiculous when NASCAR do it, but yeah, but at least that's stock car racing. That is a bit redneck in the first place, really, yes. isn't it? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's ways to do it, but yeah, I think refueling is a completely different topic, really. Um, but something really should be devised to prevent messy re make, like really messy race ends yeah like that i mean i and again i completely understand why you would want a green flag finish but sometimes it's just not going to happen and sometimes you just need to say you know what that's that yeah check a flag and just declare it and that's probably what they should have done here. So, good luck in Azerbaijan then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they've got a sprint race apparently. <laughs> yep. And you know what's happening with the sprint races this year? No. DRS on lap two. What? Yep. Early DRS for the sprints, so they get an extra lap of DRS in the sprint as well. Why, then, in the, why in the sprints, not in the main race? Uh, it's a good question. I think they're trialling it in the sprints. If it works in the sprints, they'll bring it into the main races next year. Not the next day. <laughs> No, not the next day. Why not? I don't know, really. I really don't know. <laughs> I can only assume that they want to trial it on those, and if it goes disastrously badly, they go, ah, oh, well, it's only the sprint. I mean, the sprint's a waste of time as it is. That's a different, that's a different conversation. <laughs> Again, different conversation, but yeah. Um, I mean, no, if you want to get me really angry on one podcast, like, we'll just talk about, <laughs> about sprint racing. Which not even, as my mum says, oh, it's not even a sprint. It's a third of a race. Yeah. It takes ages. Yeah. Um... That's not, not an accurate impression of my mum's voice, by the way. Uh, just in case anyone's wondering. Um, basically, this kerfuffle should have been avoided. Should have been. 
Could have been. Wasn't. Wasn't. And that's going to do it. Thank you for listening to this episode show. Thank you, Sam, for joining me. Anytime. And uh, we shall see you next time. Follow us on social media at Auto in various locations. Take care and goodbye. Goodbye.